And now for a word from our sponsors. Are you fed up with hearing about the modern data stack only to realize that what it really means is buy these half dozen expensive tools and install them all just to get the data you need? You need right data. We combine the tools you need to turn raw data into trusted data for your business users, all in a single, modular, no-code platform. Easily do batch or streaming ingest, transform data, and build and orchestrate pipelines in our Data Factory Data Engineering module. The tools essential to delivering high-quality, reliable data through data observability, profiling, and ML-powered business rule generation are all in our Data Trust module. And to make it easy for users to find and take action on all that trusted data. Data Market is the next-gen catalog that makes it easy for users to find data products, to request access, and to start using the data through APIs, connectors, or even generative AI-powered data analytics. Get a free trial and learn why companies like Walmart, Johnson & Johnson, and General Electric chose right data for their data teams and how you can cut your data stack costs by 50% at GetRightData.com. Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. I started this podcast as a place for practitioners to get useful information about Data Mesh, and we're at over 200 episodes already. This is a Mesh Musings episode where I do a relatively short overview, some might call a few of them rants, on a specific topic related to Data Mesh. I try to put uh, you know my few summary takeaways in the show notes too to make it easy to decide if this will be useful for you. Quick reminder as well to hit the Data Mesh Understanding link in the show notes to easily review listings of past episodes you might have missed, you know, that I've grouped up on different topics to make it easy if you want to do like a deep dive into governance or something like that. Do check out the Data Mesh Understanding offerings as well and the free community introduction and roundtable programs while you're there. Now with that, on to the Mesh Musing. Episode 271, The Importance of Repeatability of Language to Scalability, Mesh Musings number 56. So this one is going to get a bit nuanced, so try to listen to the points over the exact language, which I understand is a bit ironic because a lot of this is about shared language. I haven't developed the language around this all that well yet. So I think we all understand that repeatability and automation of that repeatability are super crucial to doing anything at scale in data and or software work. However, much of that focus, maybe almost exclusively, is the focus on repeatability around code, data transformations, measurements, observability, etc. Essentially, as I commonly talk about, it's about the ones and the zeros, not the actual complete set of information encapsulated by the data work. We've talked about a lot or we've talked about a lot of shared language in the domain-driven design episodes, but here's where we mean central definitions around certain aspects of what you are doing, not trying to centrally define the business concepts. It's defining data concepts. We've talked about when consumers of data have a completely different user experience for each data product. It leads to all sorts of issues. 
you lose a lot of trust in the ability and often have an inability to combine data across data products. It's a large mental drain, etc. It's similar when it comes to language. We have to think about how consumers can learn about what we're trying to do and the same thing even for producers. I'm not trying to say you should or should not develop a universal set of definitions around the what, what the data is trying to encapsulate the business concept. You know, that whole thing of developing a taxonomy and an ontology. Some organizations are doing that, but many are not. That's a deeper conversation as to whether you should or shouldn't. But what I am advocating for is universal standards when it comes to things that touch all data products. In the machine side, this could be universal timestamps in a certain format based on UTC or something like that. So let's get into a core example and I can show you what I mean. So I recently posted in a group, at least when I originally wrote this, about data mesh content that, quote, if you don't have universal standards for defining data quality slash the measurement of data quality, you are screwed. Producers don't want to have to learn a new way of measuring data quality for each data product or data set within a data product. That's too much friction, and consumers really don't want that. You don't need this to be perfect on day one, but you need people to be able to communicate in a broader setting without deep one-on-one on things that are repeatable. And what I mean is that while each data product will have its own set of SLAs around data quality based on the needs of the consumers and the cost benefit and all that, right? Each data product sets its own standards for what data quality it needs to meet. The definitions around each aspect of data quality should be exactly the same across data products, as should the way that data quality is measured. So, you know, you think about completeness or you think about timeliness or you think about all of these things, those measurements should look the same. They should be reported the same across each data product. Now, you can have some custom data quality measures for a data product that are clearly defined as something different. They're clearly delineated, but every data product should also adhere to that core set across those things like, again, timeliness, completeness, correctness, etc. I've talked about measuring completeness a bit before. It's kind of wild to think about one data set having four columns and four rows, four total records, and there being four different measures of completeness. Think about each record missing one cell and that belonging to a different column in each of the four records. So, you know, column or uh, row one is missing uh, uh, column one, row two is missing column two, and so on, right? So each record has three of the four cells filled. That could be 0% completeness because each record is missing data. It could be 75% because each record has on average 75% of its data. It could be that you need columns one and two. So 50% of those four records are complete and 50% are. It could be that you say every record must have at least 75% of the columns filled and therefore it is 100% complete. How confusing is that going to be for consumers when you just say completeness and just give a number? And again, how time-consuming is it for producers to try and explain exactly what they mean instead of having some preconceived definitions to just adhere to, and if there's something different, then they call that out. So 
Look for places to have simple and standardized definitions when nuance isn't the value. Often in business context, that nuance really adds value to the data instead of only complexity. Find the places where nuance is far less often of value and data quality is probably the biggest one because it's the it's probably the biggest issue to gaining adoption and people trusting the data, right? You want them to understand what they're getting first and foremost. Since I started writing my books on data mesh success factors and especially success metrics, I think the more places you can find to make it simple to share understanding on the stuff that isn't the value add That's what the central team is supposed to do. That's what computational federated governance is about. Not just access control and securing data, but scraping away the parts that don't matter, that don't add value, and then standardizing and automating and and doing all of that. Saves time and effort for everyone involved. You won't know all of the places that you should be doing this at the start of your journey, but if you keep an eye out, you can find many places relatively easily where there's unnecessary friction. So really go out there and look for those places of unnecessary friction. So let's wrap up this shorter episode. The the key points, there are places where nuance adds value. Many times explicit definitions around data aspects like quality or even SRE metrics like uptime and query performance, they're not the place where nuance adds value. Provide a simple way for producers to apply these scalable approaches. The platform should measure data quality metrics, for example, right? There shouldn't be a thing where the producers have to build this every single time if everybody's adhering to the same set of standards. Data consumers are having a hard enough time in general learning how to leverage data better. Find places to make it about learning about the information encapsulated in the data product not learning a new set of SLAs for each data product. And consumers will thank you too, since it makes their lives easier. With that, you should see more of an uptick in data usage. Hopefully that was a useful mesh musing for you. Please do rate and review the podcast. It really does help. And if you'd like to get in touch and see how I can be helpful to you, check out the show notes. I'm pretty easy to find. As I mentioned, there are some great free programs in addition to some very affordable things around implementer intros and roundtables on the Data Mesh Understanding website. As always, if you have suggestions for guests or topics, please do get in touch. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And with that, now on to the funky outro music.